Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Purple Nuna Podcast. I am Stephanie Conti, and I am here with the Louise to my Evan, Savannah Lanause. Hi, buongiorno. Buongiorno. Um, so long time. I feel like it's been like eighteen years since I've sat in front of the mic, but it's been what two or three weeks? About three weeks. A good three weeks. About three weeks. Sorry about that, folks. I had some finals. Savannah had some finals as well, but mine were a little bit more aggressive, and I may have not passed one and had to retake it, and now <laughs> I have another exam to take because I didn't pass it the first time. But it's okay. It's okay. We're making it. Slow and steady wins the race, like tortoise and hare. Um, but how are you doing, Savannah? I'm cool, yo. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I think, uh, you know, something happened this weekend, and I truly realized, I think there's just like, I kind of realized there's moments, oh, I hit the mic. Uh, there's moments in life where you just realize like, ah, yes, the person I'm with right now is the person I'm meant to be with. And Absolutely. I say this because... I not only am, and keep in mind, my boyfriend is in video school, videography school, but video school, but he <laughs> is not a movie person like you and I. Of course. Okay. So, but he likes all the technical stuff and things like that. He likes yeah. all that cool stuff. So that's where our little differences are. In 48 hours, I got this man who, who does not like, who couldn't even watch Tusk and I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm not throwing him under the bus, but I'm just saying that's his tolerance level is Tusk. <laughs> In 48 hours, I had asked him to watch Come and See, as well as The House That Jack Built. That's a rough double feature you're doing there. That's like the, <laughs> that's like the, what's the point of even living combo? <laughs> like, you really want to test someone's <laughs> strength and love for life, just hit them with the Come and See and hit them with the House That Jack Built combo. Yeah. Literally, like the the iceberg tier with the film tier. That's like oh my gosh, in- yeah, they're like level I, three or something. Like I could have, I could have get like I think tier A has like midsummer or something like that. I could have hit him with a midsummer or a hereditary tier A. No, I went straight to tier D. I went right before the black market stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but yeah. So um, and surprisingly too, like I just thought. Um, he was either just going to cap out or be like, nope, this ain't for me, which I would have totally understood. But he was a trooper. He watched both. And he liked both. And both shockingly and also worryingly, he likes a house that Jack built a little bit more than Come and See, which could be just like, oh, yeah, because of the plot. But part of my brain is like, is it just for the plot? <laughs> Does he relate in any way? No. Um, I I could see that because the the house at Jackbolt is a little bit more entertaining. Come and see can be slow at some points. So I, I can see where Zach's coming from there. Yeah, I feel like come and see is like dueling dragons roller coaster. And a house at Jackbolt is also a dueling dragons roller coaster, but you get stuck on it for a minute and 20 seconds upside down <laughs> before coming back down. That's sure. how I, that's how I today feel like a good level. So I think he enjoyed the adrenaline rush of it, but that's how, you know, look, I'm telling you right now, relationship test, sit down your partner and have them watch both come and see it in the house that Jack built. If they stay in the room with you. Well, I mean, also it depends if you like those two movies, but if you like those two movies, like I do, and if they stick around, they're that's yours for good. You got a keeper. 
That's a strong request. I know. I feel like it's even, uh, it, it's slightly more realistic for me to ask like, oh yeah, pull the sword from King Arthur or whatever that <laughs> mythical thing was that I King haven't Arthur. heard about. Well, you know, I haven't heard about it in 10 years or something like that. But it's it, it just, it was a a task that I didn't even realize was a task at a time. I was just in a dark mood. I mean, started out with come and see. 24 hours later, I'm like, let's go deeper. Let's go. <laughs> let's go even further beyond. Let's test this more. And I hit him with the house that Jack built. I could have hit him with the Antichrist. No, nope, I think that's one step too much. <laughs> I could have hit him with the Nymphomaniacs Volume 1 and 2. Could have done that. But mm. I didn't. I didn't. Well, also... When I guide people on movies, I'd like to give them movies that I've seen. Like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, watch Nymphomaniac 1 and 2. And not, even though I've never seen it. And just not, <laughs> I'm not going to do that to someone. And make someone go through that without knowing what I've gone through if I had seen it. Yeah, that that's good. Because if you haven't seen it and it's some wild stuff that you weren't expecting, yeah, that's a reflection on you. Yeah, for sure. And then I'm like, oh, isn't it supposed to be a happy, like, good movie? It's like, no. Like, or about, uh, like, Hereditary. It's like, if I lightly recommended Hereditary, like, oh, yeah, it's a family drama. <laughs> if someone watches it, they're going to I mean, either- that's kind of true, actually. It is a it family drama. But here's the thing. That is such a sketchy way. If anyone just describes as, oh, yeah, Hereditary, it's a family drama. Mm. They're just wanting. They're just wanting to hear you come back to them screaming to be like, "How could you do this to me? Absolutely. It wasn't a family drama. The pole, the pole. <laughs> you know." <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah. So that was a test of our relationship. But uh, anything new going on with you? Any new movies that you've seen? Any new TV shows you indulged in? I got a list. Ready? Oh so, my god! I'm ready. For the first time, I saw. Have you ever seen um, Defending Your Life? It's a Criterion with Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Recommend it. It's pretty funny. Nice, I nice. I highly enjoyed it. And I saw Barry Lind- Lyndon for the first time. Oh, okay. And, and didn't disappoint. I've never seen either of those, but it oh, didn't disappoint. Good. No, it was, a di- it, was a, it was different for Kubrick, but still Kubrick. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Kind of like a Lolita. Yeah, that's actually very good. That's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything um, else? I'm into Downton Abbey now. Oh, my God. Oh, I will tell you right now. You have to call up my grandma and just <gasps> say those words. My grandma's the biggest out. You and Louise are going to have I need the to give her a call. life. Are you kidding me? I think, like, the last time she – my grandma hasn't gone to, like, a movie theater in, like, probably 15 years, but she got out of hibernation and she went out for the Downton Abbey movie. I will tell you that <gasps> tell right now. Tell her they're making a sequel. I think she knows. She's on it. She's on it. She subscribes to that channel all the time. It's so funny, too, because whenever she visits, there's always certain – Uh, she's a big, big BBC lover. So any, like – um, oh, she would always have me because she doesn't know how to work the remotes – but she would be like, can you record this for me? And it would be always be uh, Downton Abbey. There's something, something, Miss, Mr. Brown, some Angela Lansbury stuff, you know, <laughs> just all things Brit my grandma watched. And she would enjoy it. And she would just rewatch and rewatch. And like my grandma's mentally sound. So it's not like, oh, she's forgetting. She's just rewatching every time. No, she just loves it. My grandma's one of those people where she can just love something over and over again, like movie-wise. It's fantastic. I like British TV, and this is, like, perfect. 
in some ways, I will say British TV is a little bit superior. And I will say because of this, because a lot of like the best TV shows are British originals. Fleabag. So, like, Fleabag. I love uh, Fleabag. Shameless was originally a British TV show. That I didn't went know on that. for Yeah, it went on for like 10 years. Because I was telling my mom, because me and her have been watching Shameless. I'm like, hey, we got a whole nother Shameless to watch after this. Get looking forward to it. <laughs> so there's a British Shameless. And then um, also, of course, like things like The Office that was first done in Britain, of yeah. course. Um, but also things like uh, Miranda, the Ugh. best. The best. I will say... British female comedies are solid. Oh, British women are hilarious. The best. They're better than us. Did you ever get into Absolutely Fabulous? I saw a few episodes. Very funny. So good. I watched the the movie. I I got really into Absolutely Fabulous. I think it was also uh, these shows were really great for its its, not only just today, but for its time because they always push the envelope. Fleabag. I mean, second season, you know, oh, I'm flirting with a priest. We're pushing the envelope and things like that. But I think they just do like, I think British female-led comedies are just some of the best. Um, Definitely top three, Miranda Fleabag and Absolutely Fabulous. If you know any British-led female comedies, um, let me know because I'm always down. I'm always looking for some female British comedies. I love them. Absolutely. I love them. Um, so I'm trying to think, any other movies or TV shows or anything you've been indulging? Just Downton Abbey. I haven't been able to watch a whole lot. I had like a big movie, like the two movies in a weekend. That's a lot for me. But the reason why I haven't been is because of, uh, studying, you know, it's hard. I'm also someone where sadly I can't get fully into a TV show during school or else I just want to binge it. And then next yeah. thing you know, it's 11 p.m. I haven't studied for my midterm and I'm screwed. So I usually watch just, you know, random YouTube BS here and there. Yeah. Um, so um, before uh, we introduce this uh, film that we're going to be talking about today, I definitely want to give a shout out to the person who recommended it to us, uh, James Marsh. Oh, he was on our James. show last time. Uh, he essentially, we were talking about um, another bro- movie by the two directors here, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, and he totally recommended us to check this out. So thank you, James, so much for the recommendation. If you have any recommendations um, for other movies that you want us to look at, um, maybe a synchronic, whatever it may be, uh, feel free to message us on Instagram, Twitter, or just simply comment below. We're always adding new stuff to our list. Um, but Savannah, without further ado, please uh, explain what spring is. Sure. Spring takes place uh, in Italy, and a young man in a personal tailspin flees from the U.S. where he sparks up a romance with a woman harboring a dark secret. Uh, this is a horror romance. Came out 2014. Stars Lou Taylor Pucci and Nadia Hilker. And is directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Awesome. So Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Uh, if you were like, that name sounds familiar. They've done the movie Synchronic, which has been very, very popular as of lately on... Um, Netflix and also they are going they are attached um to Disney's new Moon Knight series which I'm very excited for because they got um oh my god what's his name from Star Wars yeah from Ex Machina I know who you're talking about I always forget his name but anyways sorry man sorry I don't I don't mean the disrespect um but this was uh 
I can genuinely say this movie was a pleasant surprise. Very much so. Very much so. Um, I don't have, when I heard horror romance, I'm not going to lie, I didn't have high hopes because in the past, this genre doesn't fuse well. Yeah. Most of the time. So I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I think they did a really good job teetering that line. Yeah, and not only does it not bode well all the time, but sometimes it just doesn't, sometimes when you focus, it it really is like a teetering balance. You know, if you focus too much on the comedy, you're losing the seriousness or of the drama or the horror that's going on. Or if you focus too much on the horror, you really can't appreciate the comedic bits. Or if the comedic bits do happen, they don't land. So this movie does a fantastic balance between the two. Oh, sure. I think they kind of hit it on the head in terms of the genre itself. And I think this is a good launch pad for other directors or writers that want to do a fusion like this. Yeah, or even just try something different, you know, something that sounds like this on paper, the full plot and everything sounds like a recipe for disaster. It sounds weird. It's a weird thing. As long as it has good writing and good dialogue and actors who are dedicated to the work, um, you can pretty much make anything good. And this is one of those movies where, like I said, on paper, you might go, ah, yeah, hard pass. But in reality, it's a fantastic film, highly enjoyable highly entertaining um let's break this up in categories so let's talk about the writing first so savannah what did you think about the writing of this movie i thought it was decent um i think or a decent feels like a very mid-level word well let me let me explain i think with romance it could get very cheesy especially Mm -hmm. a lot of the romance movies that come out um lately it could get very ridiculous in a way And I think with that, it was very, very good. However, when the romance element was out of the movie, I thought it was okay. Mm -hmm. Like, explain when the horror kind of came into it, I thought they could have done a good job, better job at explaining. Um, But I think in terms of how they went about writing the romance part, the romantic parts, I thought it was very well done. I think they did a good job on not making it insane. When it could have been very insane. For, for a movie that is very extravagant, it's very balanced. It yes. is very, very balanced. Um, in terms of the writing, dialogue is 10 out of 10. It flows naturally. You feel like, and I think because also since it is a cheaper production, it does feel more realistic. And I'm not saying that to just be, you know, mean or anything. I'm just saying that as fact value. Um, but it really does add like the really greatly written dialogue, even though... There's not a whole lot of firm, longer explanation of certain things about the movie. Yeah. I do think the interactions, like, for example, um, when you have Lou Taylor Pucci's character, Evan, talking to the two British guys in Italy, the the dialogue there and the interaction is so great. One of my favorites is when um, one of the British guys looks back and he's like, you're lucky because I, I, I have emotions. And like he's doing that whole thing. <laughs> I thought that was great. You know, even though it didn't necessarily correlate to um the main storyline i really felt like it was breaking the ice of the movie mm-hmm. um and then also the interaction between um evan and louise i yeah. thought was excellent although um at some points did it get a little weird a, a little bit rushed i would say yeah yes um 
the the path the pace of the film is very fast and I don't know if it was just because they were trying to get in as much information as possible yeah once you meet Louise that's when the entire movie like takes flight yes um so I think that might be a reason for some of the dialogue and some of the explanation of things being rushed yeah well especially when um because and now this is where the spoiler alerts um come in um but especially when louise is explaining what happens to her they're kind of going around in circles and stuff like that and it's filmed very well it's filmed very well it's done very well but it is going at like lightning speed and it's like you have to watch that scene twice to really understand what Uh, she's saying because it's it's not an easy to grasp concept I mean, you have a woman who's here trying to get pregnant. She's got, she's trying to use the baby to have stem cells to prevent her from transitioning. She's got to rebirth. It's super, super complicated. I do wish they would have slowed down on that part because I feel like when you meet Louise, that's what's kind of building up. Like you're trying to figure out what's wrong with this girl. And not only did they do it really, really fast, I feel like they had to spoon feed a lot of the information. Like she had to tell us what was going on in one scene. And then I thought it was very funny how he just accepted it. He was just like, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> like, and I think also that also added a little bit of a comedic element to it because immediately after hearing like, hey, I'm about to have your baby and it's really not a baby. It's me and all this stuff like that. You know, he's like, hold on. And then he goes to the telephone and he calls up his drunk friend. He's like, hey, yeah, I got to go pregnant. But it's like weird because it's like going to come out as like her, but it's going to also be like 50% me, but it'll still be her. And like, he's just trying. And I, I do understand that whole comedic element of it. Um, I do wish this almost makes me wish I, I kind of wish it was a TV show. I wish it was a little bit easier to digest and dissect, even like a little limited series, if you will. Yeah, that way we can get a full grasp of Luis. Louisa and her situation so I think really for me that was the only struggle I saw in the film like that was the only point in the movie for me where I was just like oh well okay that could have been done better but that's saying a lot because everything else was great um the one thing I enjoyed and the one thing I think the strength of this film there are specifically two or three scenes where you see glimpses of like glimpses of Louisa. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, I got really scared when I saw a gray skinny skeleton in the alleyway. Like every scene where this girl is alone and she's transitioning is like horrifying. That yeah, because she's super emaciated looking and stuff like that. You know, you would think it was like a zombie. So you're like, oh, and it's very jarring. Because you're seeing it at a distance and you're seeing something with like that the waist is, the size of a quarter. But that's you know, just like perfect. walking down, you're like, ah, like they did a great job with the special the, effects of the, this movie. The the distance of it, like you were saying, I thought that was the best move they could have made. Best yeah, it added made. a lot more realism to it. Cause also if it showed too close or if it focused too close on it, and even when like you can tell like where and when the budget was stretched. So using the them like putting Louise farther away making her look super skinny and emaciated and stuff like that fantastic because you get just get a quick glimpse of it and you're like oh what was that and then you just are left to proceed with like the next you know scene essentially but i liked how they did that and then they saved the big budget special effects for when she's like 
fully transitioning into this mutant thing in front of um, Evan. And that I was very impressed with. For an indie film to pull off that type, I was like, yes, because I love the thing. The whole special effects and everything of that reminded me of like almost like the thing style claymation and things like that. And I was totally for it because it adds like when you're looking at her transitioning into this, you know, creature and everything. It doesn't look like it's CGI. It doesn't look like some no. image floating over a floor. It looks yeah. like something like with the like the tentacles, and it does add like you're like, huh? like what? And I think they did a. I think it was genius that they used all the special effects and stuff like that. Absolutely, because it made it more realistic, and it didn't make because that scene right then and there could have made that film cheesy. That yeah. scene right there could have easily taken it from a good movie to some B-rated flick. But because they chose to invest in that moment, it paid off. Yeah. It paid off 100%. Completely agree. I want to talk about the superstar in this film, though. Angelo. Great man. He gives this poor kid a job on his farm. Beautiful. Yep. This Evan was talking about Lorenges at one point, And our man was just trying to do his work. He put up yeah. with so much. I think he deserves some credit. Angela was great. And I also liked how he kind of aided in this uh, not so necessarily straightforward role model to the guy. Because it wasn't, he was like, Papa, what am I supposed to do? Papa, Angela. It wasn't (laughs) like that or anything like that. It was like a, I'm just kind of observing. And like, he kind of learned from Angelo from just seeing him in his moments alone, especially like, for example, when he's at the church and he's looking at a picture of his, um, his wife who had passed and things like that. I feel like their relationship was solid. I also really like the fact that when he was like showing him like his new place and everything like that, I like, he's like, oh yeah, if the hot water doesn't work and he just takes a wrench and just beats the crap out of the water pipe and is like, yeah, there you go. Um, and I also really liked when um, when it came when the police arrived and they were talking about immigration and you know uh, Evan is like should I run and he's like oh yeah <laughs> yeah so I really liked it and I really think also um, the comedy and this usually I I don't like you know action comedies or you know comedy duos I will say or comedy paired with other things because they end up being cheesy they yeah. end up being at the wrong points and they end up cheapening a film. Uh, or like you just being used to like take up space in a movie. I loved all the little comedic picks within this movie. I felt like it genuinely worked. They were also really subtle. It wasn't too in your face, which I think helped a lot. Because it was if they were trying funny. to be funny, yeah, if they were trying to be funny, I feel like it would have brought down the movie. Yeah, I feel like it would have. Yeah, exactly. It would have brought down the movie. It would have been a little bit. You just wouldn't be able to appreciate the good of the movie if it just had, like, cheap shots in it, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the acting is fantastic. The, oh, yeah, I, they I did a great say, job. This movie could not have been as good as it is without the two main leads. Yeah. I was genuinely surprised um, because I, I personally had not seen Lou Taylor Pucci or Nadia Hilker anywhere mm-hmm. else before. So I was kind of, exam- like, you know, expecting indie acting style a little bit too dramatic a little bit this but they really just hit it on the money yeah absolutely like their chemistry and everything like that was really great he was in um oh he was in uh you ever see evil dead the new evil dead 
I I read that on IMDb. No, I never saw the uh, the newer one. That's I also where know, I, I think I saw him quickly on like I don't watch the show you, but I remember yeah, seeing quickly yeah. his face in that show. He was the boyfriend. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So I remember I remember when I I think it was at your house you were watching it. I remember seeing that face. I was like, "Oh, okay. I think I've seen that before." Ah, yes, my guilty pleasure. <laughs> But um, and Nadia Hilker, she's on the show The One Hundred as well as Walking Dead. So she plays on several different shows and stuff like that too. Uh, I don't remember her from The Walking Dead. But regardless, know. she's she's fantastic in here. I was gen, I really, and even when I watched this movie with my boyfriend, he was like, I really like her acting. Like he was like, that's probably like the one thing that's like, he he enjoyed the movie thoroughly. But he was like, that she really stands out in this movie, and I I totally agree. Yeah, she stands out compared to. Even many actors today, I will say that she. It just felt very genuine. It felt very realistic and really just overall great acting. Like really, really great acting. Um, Agreed. Absolutely. Any particular scene of your like scene within the movie that was your favorite? Again, I really like the scenes where you don't know what's going on, and you're seeing it from far away because I really feel like. That's where the movie is very unique, and those scenes are also very quiet. Yeah. They were very, very scary, and I think it's just – I think that's where the strength is really here. Yeah, I, I actually think – because also, there's no way you can explain this movie to someone without sounding like a nut or yeah. sounding like you're just misinterpreting the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. There is no way you can explain the type of creature that – Nadia is and and that, that um oh, I'm sorry Louise is and that's what I think makes this movie so great because Savannah you tried to explain it to me you're like oh yeah it's kind of like this thing and I was like oh okay but meanwhile I see the the skinny you know quarter inch waist version of her just that like three second clip and in that like I just wasn't expecting it so I just went ah like just it was scary it was just so really jarring and you're just not expecting that but then also like I think also just to have the imagination to think of a creature like this and to think of the way this creature exists and how everything works and stuff and how it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, in 24 hours, unless I love you, I'm going to birth out my version of myself to live again. <laughs> yeah. That is insane. So props to uh, the writer and director. Um for just creating something like this because yeah. there's nothing else you can compare it to other things but it will never land close to you know to the actual story that this movie is um brilliant idea in setting it in italy i feel like it adds a lot of charm to the movie it gives a little romance a touch of romance absolutely good job. um i'm trying to think anything else about the movie um oh what did you think about the ending I I usually don't like endings that just leave you there. I am not that type of person. But I feel like with this movie, there's probably nothing better they could have done. Just because I think if they would have tried to give us, like, a final ending, they would have put themselves in a corner. So I think leaving it just kind of ambiguous, just the way kinda it was. Kind of hinting to one side, but you're not really sure type of thing. Sure. And it, and I think leaving them just looking at a sunset, I think that's where the romance element comes in. And like I said, I think the complexity of her being whatever she is and just the movie, like, let me be honest here. The movie doesn't really go anywhere. Like... He gets to Italy, he meets this person, she's a creature, 
you don't really know what else they're gonna do. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, where are they gonna go with this relationship? Yeah, there's no way you could predict this movie. Like, there's yeah. no way. If you could predict this movie, like, you're an absolute evil genius. Like, if you can actually predict how this movie's going to end and things <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that is probably the best ending they could have given them just because anything else would have either been stupidly complicated or you kind of would have been like, oh, okay, that's it. Cool. Like, that's how it ends. I like this ending. What about you? I totally agree. I, I also just really like the fact that um, in the end, I like all the different, like, they make use of the fact that they filmed it in Italy. You got to see some really great places. They actually got to take some history about Italy and kind of infuse it into um, the storyline, which I absolutely loved. I thought that was so great and very just interesting to see, especially when they're at like the Pompeii ruins and things like that. Sure. Um, but I really just love how he's just like going on about her and like just talking about her. And you kind of hear like the ominous, you know, monster, er, you know, noises in the background and things like that. And it really is like, oh, uh, uh, like you're just wondering like what's going to happen. I think it was great. I think like the way it ends is the way it needed to end. Like, sure. Like you said, if we kind of had a definite ending, it would have been like, well, okay, well, now I feel like what this movie does so great is that they just took the biggest concept I've ever seen in a movie before, right? And they took it, they grinded it up in a little mortar and pestle and actually put it in a little pill that's easy to swallow. Like on paper, if you write out, like I keep saying the plot, it it's ginormous. It's a big, big plot for one movie, you know? Yeah. That's, it's kind of like, you know, even just the background and things like that and the science behind it and things like that, which I'm happy they didn't give too much because I feel like we could have wanted to, we, it would have not made sense. I feel like we could have yeah. found flaws within it if they gave us too much too much detail but it really is just a killer movie it probably is like for a movie that came out in 2014 2015 probably the most original movie i've seen of like you know from 2010 to 2020 honestly sure. it's probably the most original um yeah, take that, Avatar. <laughs> but, <laughs> I just You're always sticking it to Avatar in some way. That's I love it. I am always sticking it to the director. Let's just be clear. I'm always sticking it to the director. <laughs> but like, I I genuinely think like this is one of the most original movies. That's good. Like one of the most original, outlandish, crazy. Oh my god, what's going on? Blah blah blah. That's actually good, and it's good solely as a movie, even without needing the the sequel. Because that's an issue with movies that are this big. You're like, I want more. Give me another full-length movie. This doesn't need that. You can no. enjoy it and fully enjoy it to a, almost a full capacity, you know? But definitely. Um. So overall, uh, first let me ask you, would you want to own this movie on DVD and add it to your collection? Yeah, why not? I feel like seeing you again at some point. For sure. This is definitely the movie I'm bringing to, you know, the rare occasion I'm invited to a movie night. And I'm, hold on. I'm invited to movie nights. The rare occasion I'm invited, I'm allowed to pick a movie yeah, for I don't movie know night. I'm bringing this. Task. This is this is definitely the movie that's going to be in my little arsenal. This is definitely <laughs> the one I'm throwing out. Um, I would love to own it on DVD too. Um, so what is your rating for this movie? Okay, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Um, I really like the film. I wish it was a little slower just so I could understand 
what was going on a little bit better because I feel like the movie was a little bit rushed. And uh, I wish we had a little bit more scenes of the main lead in her creature state. At least some of the distant shots. But other than that, it was a fantastic film. Definitely the best horror romance movie you could see right now. The best one. 100%. <laughs> Out of the five that exist. Yes. It's the absolutely. best one. Um, Honestly, I think I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Just because... Nice. Although I do want a little bit more from this movie, it's not a give it to me. I need it in order to enjoy it. I, I already do enjoy the movie as is. Mm-hmm. And I really, like, I've seen it twice in, like, one week, which is very rare for me. Like, that's that's pretty rare. Usually I'm like, oh, yeah, I just saw this yesterday and I won't see it again for a few weeks. This I actually saw right. twice, like, within, like, 48 hours. So I really like it. It has a great enjoyability factor. I also love that it's something that, I can absolutely show people because this is oh, one yeah. of those movies where it's like because of its diversity and because it brings so much to the table, it's very easy to share with. And I love movies like that. Like that's how I feel about Tusk. Very easy to share. Not everyone's going to like it, but very easy to share. I Entertaining, feel like, sure. Absolutely. And I feel like because even if you have people like, for example, you could bring a Marvel movie to the table, but not everyone's a comic book fan or not or people have seen that movie 14 different times. Yeah. This is something new, original that you could bring to the table and people are going to enjoy. And I really wish I hope since uh, Aaron and Justin are kind of, you know, really launching and everything with Sacronic and stuff. I really hope people check out Spring. I really, really oh, hope sure. people check out this movie. So yeah, I give it a nine out of ten for that reason. Um, so next time you guys will be hearing from us, we're actually gonna be discussing Malcolm and Marie. As always, thank you so much to Sensei David and Homeboy James. Also, shout out to Homeboy James for recommending us this great movie. Um, if you would like a little shout out, please check out our Patreon down below. And uh, just check out the little weird tiers that we have. If not, if you're like, money's a little tight right now, don't <laughs> worry. Subscribe. Follow our social medias and stuff like that. TikToks, all links are down below. Uh, share with your friends, your family, your godmother, your godfather, whatever you need, whatever you want. And yeah, the next time you hear from us, we are going to be disgusting, oh, disgusting, disgusting, <laughs> discussing Malcolm Emery. Bye. Bye.